You are now listening to The Big Data Beard. Welcome back to day nine of the Big Data Beard Road Trip to Conf. My name is Kyle Prince and with me is Brett Roberts. Brett, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are here on day two uh, in Austin, Texas, more specifically Round Rock here at Dell HQ. Uh, with me is Tanuj Arcot and Scott Mosquita. Did I, did I get that right? Yes. Yep. Awesome. Nailed it. Uh, go ahead and introduce uh, yourselves to us if you don't mind. Uh, what do you do exactly and how long have you been at Dell? So uh, my name is Tanu Jarkot. Uh, I'm the lead uh, site reliability engineer uh, okay. here at Dell. Uh, it's uh, around four years uh, full time mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Dell. Uh, joined under Scott uh, around four years, I would say. And uh, uh, predominantly, I'm from a software engineering background, mm-hmm. and then moved into site reliability engineering. Prior uh, prior to that, it was uh, site experience. Uh, predominantly uh, taking care of uh, availability for entire Dell ecosystem, uh, especially Dell.com uh, is a primary focus there and uh, uh, chugging along from there. Uh, that's uh, pretty much it. And we expanded uh, into newer, uh, uh, better horizons, which uh, probably are more siloed in nature, but getting okay. there. Yeah, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And Scott... What's your title? Yes, uh, I'm the senior director over site reliability engineering for Dell. Um, I've been with Dell f- since 2000. Uh, I had one stand away for maybe two years uh, where I worked for a mobile company outside of Dell. And now I'm back for about five to six years here now. And um, I started in, in 2000, actually, and we were, I was on the team that, that started the, or that uh, launched the first dynamic Dell.com site. Mm-hmm. So uh, with dynamic pricing, dynamic products, and things like that. Ever before that, it was all spidering the site in HTML. So I've been around this uh, this monstrosity of a site for a pretty long time. So um, it's a good place for me to be in the site reliability team. Yeah. So you guys sit within Dell Digital, which is kind of the team who takes care of Dell.com and making sure that we're able to get orders placed and all of that. But just how big is this business? for you guys how 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 monstrous how big is this monstrosity <laughs> it's uh it's pretty significant let's just say that the traffic uh is uh, i would say we're probably on the top 10 websites from an e-commerce standpoint uh, mm-hmm. in the world and we um and we produce a lot of output because of that uh, we have a lot of businesses that do uh, a lot of their customer focused business through uh, the avenues that we oversee and make sure that are reliable and um there's a lot of dollars and cents that are important to Dell's business that come through the website. Uh, on and offline, we help out with also. So mm. so what are some of the impacts if this site is down? What, what, what happens from a revenue standpoint? Yeah, so impacts of the site being down are, are measured in uh, significant dollars. So um, every... Every few minutes we're down is the heat is a little hotter. <laughs> and, uh, and it continues to get that way. But... Um, we have done a significant amount of work to get the wiring in place so that we could mitigate those issues much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, businesses are not happy. Customers are not happy. Employees are not happy when we have issues with the site or anything around the site that um, prevents us from doing great business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I would add to it is basically 
prior to our team joining in uh, SRE team, right? So it was very difficult for us to basically analyze how much was the impact. Mm. So there is an outage, but we did not have a quantifiable amount saying, oh, we lost 500K or a million or mm -hmm. anything. Now, what we have done is started measuring, uh, did the orders stop at a particular second or a minute? And from that point, we kind of compare it with previous days, previous uh, months mm -hmm. of data and say, okay, this time of the day for this uh, hour, you should be hitting like 200 orders, but mm -hmm. zero orders. So we are able to quantifiably uh, uh, say exactly how much uh, impact was there, yeah. uh, was uh, there on the site. So, yeah, so one one thing we we have to know is is what we're getting to is like we have the data and we have to know exactly what the impact was for our customers so we can so we can know how much um emphasis to put on outages and and how we can fix those things and we tell our businesses what's going on it's one of the things with this the with the digital transformation is if you have more data you have more information you have more knowledge you can do more things and you can be more correct about how you do those things too mm -hmm. and that aids uh, decision making quicker so is it intermittent in nature or hard shutdown like we're not even taking a single order so yeah. that's very important to kind of uh, add to our uh, 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 MIM management and kind of how serious is it a P1 or is it a P3 or we can live with it and all that. So that yeah. determination comes from data driven by us. Basically. Yeah. And, and I, I imagine that the influx of the site changes as well. So the busyness throughout the seasons. Uh, how does, you know, Black Friday is the busiest day of the year for shopping. How, how does that look from your perspective on Dell.com and the, the site load there? Yeah, so we have uh, actually two days that are significant to us. We have Black Friday, which really starts on um, on Thanksgiving. So that's our Thanksgiving <laughs> meal. We, Little we bit usually of a... eat uh, the the site being up. That's what we eat that day. <laughs> and then uh, a victory and turkey. Then, yeah, victory <laughs> turkey dance. And then we have the um, and that's not very fun to watch sometimes. Yeah. And then we also have Cyber uh, Cyber Monday. So Cyber Monday, from an online perspective, can be uh, just as big, if not bigger, than than Black Friday. But uh, those two days, that weekend, actually combines for a lot of a lot of sales for our business and a lot of happy customers because we're given great deals during that time frame too. Yeah. And so you've got all these disparate data sources coming in across the, the board for you all to, to try and figure out and pull together. Uh, what was kind of what did that process look like of aggregating all of that to a data platform? And, and just how important was that for you all to have that common data platform? Yeah, let, me, let me give the history a little bit of that. Yeah. So four, four and five years ago, we it's not like we didn't do Black Friday before. And we had yeah. we did OK in Black Friday. But what we didn't know what was going is what was going on. Mm -hmm. So we would have significant impact to our business. And our visibility would be uh, very light in some places, so we couldn't tell you or we would find out about issues uh, much further down the line than we wanted to. Um, I, I liken it to um, like a huge traffic jam that you would see in you know, New York City or Bangalore or something like that. There's all this data congestion and no, no real way to read it or understand how it was going. So you'd have logs here, logs there, information here, you know, databases of information there. But no correlation of that, no uh, no place where we could go and do you know kind of real time queries or um, suggestive information that we could grab from the data. And so um, about three years ago, we got 
we got really good. Like we we really got in a in a groove, I would say. Um, mm. And we were able to tell our business how they were doing, tell our IT partners how we were doing, and then and then I say we stair stepped it up again about two years ago with some of the the impact that we put um, into or some of the the impact we made when we were able to look at the data in a KPI driven way too. And so um, before we had data, before we had logs, before we aggregated them, before we we were we were looking at them uh, with great real time queries. But now we're looking at them with getting all that data together, figuring out what the right KPIs are for that data, and then making decisions based on what is the impact of this situation at this point in time too. Yeah. So I imagine this was quite an evolutionary process for you as well of, of you know, figuring out what data to identify and uh, grabbing the right processes from that. What, what would you say was the most difficult aspect of all of this? Was it, was it a, a staffing shortage? Was it you know, a process uh, changing that? Was it technology catching up? Uh, what, what was I'm going to turn that over to, to news in just a second. But I, I, what I would like to say about that is sometimes you need some momentum to build momentum. And, and uh, um, so it, at times you can't maybe get the buy into what you know is the right decision to do. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we went out and do, did some proof of concepts. And um, when we showed what we were able to do, it was, it, was, it was very obvious that the things we were doing were on the right track and people were like, I want that, I want that, I want that. Mm-hmm. Now getting there was a quite, quite difficult uh, situation. I'll let Tanoosh talk to that because he was right in the middle of the trenches of that. Yeah. Yep. So one of the key challenges were uh, disparate uh, data sources. So one of the things what uh, we kind of uh, do is also collect customer feedback. Mm -hmm. So it is a survey which uh, pops up on the site. So where direct customers uh, kind of uh, give their feedback, uh, whether their intent of coming to Dell.com was it uh, served or like uh, they had difficulty in searching for a product and all that. So that data is very, very valuable for us to kind of uh, t- uh, tie into our logs and say, okay, this particular customer had this experience on the site and we can immediately correlate with logs saying that this was a difficulty, this service took longer time for this customer and obviously the pains uh, of the customer focus uh, was our primary uh, thing. And we started measuring from the client browser how our customers uh, see that uh, experience altogether. So whether their pages are loading faster, the images are loading faster, or is mm-hmm. the page too long and taking a longer time on a mobile device, all those things are uh, key areas where we want to focus and kind of go back and give a feedback to our development teams to say, hey, this is what the customer's pain points are. So getting all this data from the client browser, from the surveys, and going directly talking to databases, marry this uh, log data, which is thrown all over the place, marry it with the data which is structured in a uh, database table, marrying them together and uh, creating a correlation of events, Mm -hmm. what led to what, was quite powerful for us. And uh, we continue to go into areas which is uh, we never thought of before like uh, uh, some of the things we were more focused on the application dell.com but uh, we soon realized that uh, it has to go much beyond our applications Mm -hmm. uh, going into the stack like data centers so data centers have uh, much more things like 
storage mm-hmm. uh, vmware we we have all these uh, physical devices that are interconnected so any hiccup anywhere in uh, down this chain will have an impact on our customer so it's a, it was a key to understanding all these different data sources and mapping it together mm-hmm. to see how we can improve the customer experience Yeah. So what did you decide to use what 3 years ago when you started to go down this journey <clears throat> to help collect all the these data sources and really do these and the analytics and the visualizations? What was that tool? Yeah, so we uh we turned to Splunk um as our tool for the lot of the log aggregation um and um and then later uh we turned on ITSI on top of Splunk and that ended up being a um sort of a game changer for us in terms of uh, measuring the KPIs that were there and mm-hmm. um I don't think Tanush talked enough about how difficult the first parts of that are like going into and 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 deciding what are the right uh, measurements we should be taking what what are the right correct KPIs you know what's really um what really can impact um our business our customers and our IT staff and see what we can do uh to put all that information together in a way that we did it and we were able to do that with the tools and you know I will say we we are able to to get and and retain great talent because we give the right tooling around what they need for their jobs right so the frustration level is way down and people are actually able to do what they want to do like you have great people great people want to do great things and so we just we just try to go out and enable them to do that that's what's really interesting about splunk is that it's a it's a fun tool to work in but then it's also very empowering for people uh, in their day jobs you know that they they really get to be excited to actually work in an enterprise application which is kind of a unique <laughs> place to be yes sir uh, what, now so you, you guys bought splunk partnered with splunk installed splunk what were those first kind of kpis that you started to look at i mean what what's the starting point for this and then how did it like, grow into it like uh, any uh, other the first starting points was infrastructure okay basic kpis like cpu memory mm-hmm. io and uh, stuff like that what was the ba- building blocks for them but then soon we kind of uh, started gathering data from our application logs mm. so that was uh, not just uh, f- from the access logs but uh, also event logs custom logs from all these applications and we have a, a plethora of uh, applications customer facing and there is a platform uh, services which are underneath them which range from uh, anywhere from 100 to 150 services which is intertwined like a mesh Mm-hmm. you each service calling each other and there is dependencies to uh, other services as well as databases and all other things basically where data flows in um so um that i think uh, uh that was one of our uh, initial uh, ways of uh, getting into it and then we started uh, kind of uh, creating a dependency chart or a dependency tree and then okay this service it's not just infrastructure that we need to measure we need these kpis for forex mm-hmm. x 5xx and application errors and warnings and basically application crashes and all these things as additional kpis plus the dependencies that we have database be it database or like rabbitmq or lafka kafka or any of other dependencies all these things we created a structure around it and eventually evolved from it. Mm-hmm. So you you grew a lot from having, you know, kind of reactive analytics understanding what it's looking at a, a very infrastructure layer 
and then going further up in the stack is if what I'm hearing correctly. But then you also turn it on its side and then go, let's look at it through a KPI standpoint. So what's affecting what and where? What would you say are good KPIs to start to kind of turn that viewpoint to where I can go, these are really important KPIs for us, and they seem to be very important KPIs across the board? Um, for applications, there might I can whether it is any technology, whether it is Linux or Windows or any other operating system, there are some base KPIs that we kind of built, which is traditionally the CPU memory and I.O. and all that and and swap and uh, kind of things, which we templatized basically. Okay, irrespective of any uh, OS, these are the... On top of it, we can add some other KPIs which are specific to that particular operating system. And we're still talking about operating systems and all that, not the application itself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the challenges that we had was each of these applications, because they had their own logging. So the formats varied uh, completely different from one another. No standardization. Some of these applications were legacy, were 10 years or almost some of them 12 years old. So we cannot expect them to go change the logging form- format, but we have to live with what we have, Yeah. right? So basically, that was one of the things where we could not standardize and mm-hmm. cannot standardize and cannot dictate at this point. But once we started showing progress, hey, if you do it, uh, 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 use a logging format or a logging standard that we adopt, Everybody will benefit, and basically it's easier to correlate things, and traceability will be easier. But for the modern applications, we are trying to do that, but we have to still maintain the legacy, Mm. which we'll have to maintain what we have, unfortunately, but the newer ones, we are more going to standardization of logs and all that, so that we can create templates out of it. Mm. So we're not there yet completely. I don't know... Legacy will always be part of our life, mm-hmm. so yeah. we have to live with both. And it's fra- it's getting more and more fragmented now too. So we have things, you know, in in Azure Cloud or um, in Dell Technologies Cloud or what have you. That we're, and as we get more fragmented, things become more difficult. So getting the information to the right places at the right times and all that stuff is a, it's the challenges everybody has in market. It's not it's not like we're the only ones that deal with right. this, right? Like everybody thinks their place is really bad till they go around and look around and then yeah. they realize that, that uh, this is a really hard thing we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, this digital transformation is moving faster than we're capable of sometimes and we got to catch up to places. And uh, I think the fragmentation of, of logging and information is, is one place that, you know, we're all, you know, struggling, but we're uh, trying to maintain and keep up with. We've got some great things in, in place that we're starting to do to, to help mitigate that. But, you know, you're relying on um, technologies and people that are just learning it on the edge, too. So Very it's really, brilliant. really important to uh, to notice that and uh, not get frustrated by that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, so what did this look like from a ingestion standpoint? Uh, just how, how much data were we talking to make this thing run? Uh, you know, do you have specific numbers around that? Yeah, we, you know, we're under three terabyte for the site itself and the things around the site and some of the infrastructure. And then we have, uh, uh, and then we have um, several more instances within Dell that ingest for security and other things like that. But for the site, the site itself, we're able to to get in that two and a half range to three, and that's kind of a sweet <laughs> sweet spot for us right now. Yeah. Um, I think we're. I would if I looked at us from where we were five years ago, and I look at us now, I would say. We're pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say we're pretty. We're not great, 
but we're pretty good and um we want to become great like and that's why we're talking about you know how do we get information from from the racks how do we know when a heat sensor is going off to say it's getting a little too warm or mm-hmm. when power is getting low to a to a rack or you know when storage is starting to heat up or we lost uh, you know some of our array of inform- of abilities and some of our storage. There's there's so many things um, that we're working on. We're actually in process. We've got a a great like I would say it's a a view of our data center now too, and uh, we're already starting to fill in all the pieces of the puzzle. So we'll know every rack that we have that runs our uh, runs our business. And we'll see all the hot spots within those racks. This is all wired up with uh, the information we're aggregating from the Dell racks, the VM, uh, um, VROPS, the ESX stuff, all the things that we're having. We're just we're getting it all in there so we can see what's happening more real time than than uh, than. So we stay less exposed, I guess. Wow. Yeah, you get that uh, AR to that, so you just walk down the data center and see all the, the yeah. different racks and all the That's things right. light up. <laughs> yeah. And we are creating a glass table of both data centers in one screen. So, oh, wow. So all in one, one screen, you should be able to see both the data centers that we operate on. And uh, universal colors, red, uh, yellow, green. Everybody understands that. So, <laughs> yeah. Dumb it down to that level. <laughs> Easy enough, right? Yeah. So, just out of curiosity, when you started three years ago, what, you're at two and a half, three terabytes today, but what was that ingestion like three years ago? Like, what's the evolution? Like 700 gig oh. a day type thing. <laughs> so, we're so. seeing this, you know, double, triple, quadruple almost at this point. Yeah, it's about doubling every year. I think we, we will hit a sweet spot for the online space in, in uh, about where we're at here in the next year. Uh, but there's always going to be more information, you know. Maybe we'll start to, you know, like you guys use the health bands of our <laughs> IT guys and make sure our guys are healthy as they're working on us. But, you know, all seriousness, you know, things become more connected. We know more information, more data. Um, so it's it's great to see. Yeah. Now, it seems like Splunk is a definitely a Tier 1, Tier 0 application to keep Dell.com up. What do you guys do from an architecture standpoint to ensure uh, reliability and availability of Splunk? That's a great question. So we made the decision early on that it would be a Class 0 type application for us, Class 1, Class 0, which means it's readily available in, in both data centers that we run most of our business from, even if one goes down, because some of our tools aren't um, and we find those out in the middle of you know outages, what's not available. Um, mm-hmm. Splunk's one thing that we did invest in. Uh, we have all the you know search heads that we need in one data center, and we're able to ingest data and look at data and uh, run our business even if we have an outage of a complete data center. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was a that key, did, key thing we decided yeah, early yeah. on. So yeah. the key, one of the key things is we we do have remediation stuff for data centers when entire data center is brought down. So, but uh, the way it Splunk uh, um, uh, is architected uh, in our environment is the replication happens between data centers, uh, and with one complete data center down as well, we can operate with the full capacity. That's uh, how we kind of uh, envisioned it and architected so that, yeah. And uh, I think Splunk is only one application where it is in three data centers. Mm. So Durham is also added so that we have the, uh, so that we maintain uh, uh, a captain Mm-hmm. Uh, for majority, like, sure. Yeah. Keep the split bands yes, from down a bit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And we, I mean, we learned a lot. I mean, we 
we did we have our administrators internally um tim packles our main admin for for um splunk and that was a decision that was made early on and uh we went with it with them and mm-hmm. to have that class that class be something that would be readily available in both data centers it's turned out to be a really good idea yeah for sure and he's absolutely wonderful too we've had the opportunity mm-hmm. of speaking with him a few times so knowledgeable and, and willing absolutely. to help in the community too absolutely he's a, shout he's out really to him yeah, yeah, he's really great good. yeah very knowledgeable about like uh how uh, data retention happens uh, coal buckets warm buckets all those things he's been able to maintain it uh, absolutely fine i think that that's a really good example of how the partnership between the you know owning the infrastructure owning the environment and the users kind yes. of comes together to really make a good team um so splunk has had a lot of innovation over the last couple of years a lot of new features some acquisitions what are you looking at from new things coming out of splunk that you're thinking about incorporating into your environment yeah i think we're looking um more immediately at the capabilities around phantom mm-hmm. um we need some of those automation pieces in there to to help us with uh with some of the gaps we have when because when we built this thing just think about it this way as we we really wanted uh, when we built these glass tables to to have a because uh, we're transforming the way we do support also inside of Dell. So we really wanted our analysts the first uh, line of support for our applications to be able to handle a majority of the things that get, that could go wrong um, with our infrastructure and business. And so um, so what we what we did is we built these glass tables so that when they drill down and they get these views that we they can actually say hey that service is not working or that server is having an issue or whatever like that so um so that's that's helped us and so one of the things we want to do is take that a little further like what can we what can we take out of the, the or the need of having a human intervention so phantoms one one place we're looking to uh, maybe fill some of those gaps um uh Tanuji, you want to talk about anything else like yeah um yeah that de- definitely phantom is one of we wanted to create some run books and run with it basically uh automate stuff where predominantly our support teams have been working if uh, there's a cpu spiking on one of them and it has sustained for like 10 minutes or so there's a human intervention needed to mm-hmm. go bring down uh take that server out of the layer and basic uh uh health checks and then mm-hmm. put it back into the layer so these are low hanging fruit that we should be able to quickly automate this is just a starting point and there's ton of other automation that we are focusing on to help the business out so there are pages out there on our site where uh it has incorrect uh, pricing or incorrect content and all that we we are able to see that from splunk but we are not able to take action immediately so we need a framework around it so that we can automate the heck out of it completely yeah. so basically and then uh, uh go automate all those things so that the customer is not impacted mm-hmm. that's the, the whole motto about sre um and we and, work together with splunk yeah. quite closely actually they ask us to help uh try out some of their new features functions functionality oh, that's cool yeah so yeah. and i i hear you guys speak quite a bit about this as well so we've we've seen some some slideware from you online but then also i hear you speak with customers as yes. well yes yep we were just in miami last week actually talking to one of our customers um and more about the overall digital transformation but you you um specifically around SRE the SRE team and um the core of SRE is data right you have to have good data set up and data data knowledge and data usage and 
Um, so we, we sat with them for a couple of days. It was enlightening for us. We got to see some of the great stuff they're doing around, you know, some of their cloud and, and things like that. And it was enlightening for them to see, you know, how close we are getting to being real time on taking care of our customer and mm-hmm. information that we, that we glean from. Um, uh, and you know, we've had several calls with our customers. Um, you know, it's, it's just the way it, you know, it's, this is a new thing, this, uh, site reliability kind of booming out and getting more important to more and more customers. So it's kind of catching fire and, uh, people want to know how we, how we're doing it. Uh, we're kind of a big deal in the market now. That, yeah. So they like to see how we do it. That's awesome. So what advice, if you just had to boil it down into a couple of pieces of advice, would you give to other organizations out there that are looking to either go to Splunk or maybe even add features like ITSI to Splunk? Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, da- these data things like this are uh, tools are, are a big deal. There's there's uh, several market. We, we chose Splunk because it looked like it was ahead of the market. So it's um, they're expensive. Um but they also, you know, they they let you, they let your people run. Basically, they don't have to crawl and walk around things. They can actually go run and do things. So, um, enabling um, enabling and making the right investment in these sorts of things really pays off in the long run for for this. Not just this tool, but other tools that are significant to you know supportability and operations of your of your applications and your um, and your business. Yeah, it's always fun to hear them talk about, you know, the 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 expensive argument where it's, you know, the more use cases that you can get out of that set of data helps that cost of Splunk as well as the the value that it brings back to your business helps as well, right? So it's uh, just the value of it within that is, it seems to be wonderful for customers across the globe. Now, are you guys going to be at Conf next week? Yes. We are going to be at Conf, yeah. I think uh, Tanuja and I are doing a super session there and then... Um, you guys are parking that RV in there, this RV in <laughs> we there. We are. So, yeah. We are. So you may have to come by. And we'll, uh... Scott is uh, also on the keynote. Oh, I'll be, uh, right. Day two. He's Day two, yeah. Keynote. Surprise, surprise. Awesome. We'll have to find you. We'll be the one wooing in the background. When you <laughs> we'll have the there. signs. You have the yeah. generator running in the in the RV. <laughs> Honking the horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we are going to move into a little area called Rapid Fire a lot from our guests about big data, but now it's time to get a bit personal. In a segment we like to call Rapid Fire. All right, so Tanuj, what is the most interesting thing that you have splunked? I think uh, fraud data. Okay. So very, very by important. far, by far, I think uh, that is interests me the most as well. Basically, there's online fraud in e-commerce, so mm-hmm. it's a known fact. We we have to be much closer to uh, uh, knowing, get to, getting to know we are, uh, what these guys are doing. So mm. it's always catch up, unfortunately, because we are a large organization. We cannot just go logs credit cards or anything else right so <laughs> we have to catch up and we'd have to do more work on that so uh, there's a lot of work uh, that we have been doing uh, to identify uh, fraudulent uh, transactions and all that using splunk so uh, we are looking at uh, order patterns uh, 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 
people shipping to uh, addresses which are fraudulent they keep switching the email addresses they <laughs> just by a digit here and there and they change the shipping addresses as well and all those things it's a constant challenge keeps keeps Don't you focused tell them on how it. to do it not <laughs> <laughs> giving away all the keys <laughs> just the just the <laughs> <time real quick. laughs> take some notes yeah, yeah. yeah so awesome and what about you um yeah i would say it's the to, for me it's actually what's what's to come right the information around all the the racks and sensors and things like that like all the things that you don't think are that big a deal end up being a big deal in the middle of an incident so so knowing more about our maybe our UPSs or mm-hmm. or the power from the street or things like this like there's so many things that'll uh, allow us to get data here and in the future so the the things that we haven't done are, are more exciting to me I okay. think that, that we're on the path to get done all right, so Scott, um, other than ITSI, I'm going to throw a little curveball. Other than ITSI, what is your favorite Splunk-based app? Splunk-based app. Well, I uh, we only know, I only use the enterprise and the ITSI, and then the Phantom piece. That looks mm-hmm. that looks more compelling to me than than what we can see in the future. So I, I like the uh, the idea of what we can do with that in terms of automation of of uh, of the things that we have going on. So. And then the business intelligence thing looks like mm. it's yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's I would significant say, for us. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, business flows app. Yes. Okay. Actually, we, uh, uh, myself and uh, uh, Swapnil basically uh, gave a presentation uh, on, on behalf of Splunk at Gartner for mm. that. So we were beta testers for that. There's a lot of potential there for mm-hmm. like uh, um, for order management and stuff like that. Uh, I think that that interests me a lot as plus plus uh, Phantom. And uh, also, I, th- I would say, uh, you know, a few years ago when we talked to Splunk, we said you guys really need an APM, so the Signal yeah. FX stuff could mm-hmm. be significant too. Significant, yes, yeah. exactly. Excited Signal about that. FX. Yeah. Okay, so Tanush, what piece of technology is currently making your life worse? It could be anything, personal technology, anything out there. Okay. Worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting question. Uh, so one of the biggest challenges we have is legacy in our applications, right? So we have to content with legacy applications, a constant uh, 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 to keep up uh, with the new releases and all that kind of stuff. So they completely change the logging format and all those things. Mm. So that is, for me, the most difficult thing or time-consuming, I would say, okay. uh, yeah. to keep up with that, yeah. Okay. Scott, what about you? I would say uh, my 11-year-old having a phone. <laughs> I think that would be, <laughs> like, when she's she disappears for in her own world for hours at a time. Yeah, I would mention one other thing, an honorable mention is I hate my wife's car, how I can't change who's controlling the music unless you stop on the side of the road and like <laughs> oh really yeah, you can't do it while you're driving like so that that's frustrating too uh, but yeah i'm sure uh i won't mention that vendor i'm sure they'll fix that in the future <laughs> hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed all right scott what is your favorite splunk t-shirt quote i think it's the take the sh out of it was the best <laughs> one yeah that is a classic yeah i think that one's the best that's one the for me first time that's been mentioned on the show yep. yeah. yeah what about you Tanush? that's the same thing same thing all right <laughs> love it consensus uh Tanush, are there any shows that you're binging on right now uh i just completed one um what's that uh, uh 
Ryan. Um, uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Okay. Yeah. How was that? It was really good. Looking forward for season two. It's on my list. Yeah. Scott, what about you? You know, I'm going to get shot for this one probably, but I like that mass Singer thing that they have going on. It's pretty funny <laughs> to watch that. Have you seen that? I saw it the first showed one. up in uh, Australia, and one of uh, one of the judges is Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> and she's judging Australian celebrities. And it's just kind of like, what, what, what sort of subject matter expert are you on Australian <laughs> yeah, celebrities? I'll hold my comments on that one. <laughs> but so. but I, I do like uh, we we sit around and watch. Uh, uh, friends, I, I, my 11 year old loves that, and so we'll watch hours and hours of Friends. That's every day, a week. It seems like <laughs> yeah. it never gets off the TV, too. So mine is Seinfeld. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great one. Um, so last question, Scott, what are you most looking forward to, other than sessions and stuff like that, for Conf? Well, you're going to be in Las Vegas, so that's part of that thing, and mm-hmm. having some fun with all your friends and such. <laughs> yep. But uh, losing some money. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking. I'm. I look forward to um, to meeting some uh, some new some new folks around the the industry. Like like we said early on, there's a struggle happening out there, and people are winning it in some places, and and are struggling in other places. So it's really cool to hear kind of what people are up against. We get a lot of uh, because uh, where we come from, we get a lot of people coming up and asking how we're doing this or how some of the questions you guys asked around getting started and mm. kpis and how do you get your business sign in for this and where'd you get how'd you get funding and all these things like this so these are these are all fun uh things to to help people mm-hmm. with also and you make some uh some pretty good uh connections there as you do that too so it'll be interesting time what about you Tanush? so one of the things i'm looking forward to is look uh, uh taking a look at uh, the mobile strategy for splunk mm. right so the mobile app that uh, or the mobile version of uh, Splunk. Mm-hmm. Um, we built our own mobile app. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we, I want to uh, keenly look at uh, the synergies between what Splunk is offering out of the box and what we custom built. Yeah. Uh, which is completely powered by Splunk, by the way. Uh, or the way it is built is it can receive data from anywhere. So the data is powered by Splunk. Data, it's data, there's yeah. a lot more technology data, behind. Data is powered by Splunk. <laughs> And corrected there. Yeah, so. so one of the things, what whatever we are doing, right? So we are taking the strategy to bring everything what you do onto the mobile. So uh, Scott's philosophy is uh, basically uh, there are a set of SRE devs and basically the teams and sales teams and all those. They should be able to see everything what is happening on the environment, not just on desktop, but on the phone itself. So. Mm-hmm be it uh, sales of our uh, or, or like conversion and uh, things or customer satisfaction or the v- VMware infrastructure, everything on the phone. So the app is going to be launched, um, I think, uh, very soon, maybe in two, three weeks. It will be in the Dell App Store. Uh, wow. So that is uh, one thing that I'm looking forward to see what Splunk is offering versus ours. That's great. That's great. Now, uh you said a lot of people like to reach out to you all and see what you're up to. Uh, a close friend of mine, Ray McIntyre, partner, uh, sales person in Australia, loves your talk on Conf yeah. uh, last year. Where can everybody find you online? Are you on Twitter, LinkedIn? Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you all? LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best way. Yeah, best we're way. on LinkedIn, both of us. Okay, great. Well, uh, we'll be looking for you at Thanks Conf next week. Thank Data you so Beard much podcast. for being on the podcast, and uh, we'll see you this next This amazing week. adventure would right, not thank be you. possible without our incredible sponsors. We thank you, Dell Technologies, VMware, 
Red River Technologies. Coming. Till next. Keep.